Hey guys, this is my first ever Anchor audio. Hopefully a podcast is on the way, but it's still a development phase, so I'm not sure. I'm like not a kind of person who speaks a lot, but I found this interesting term on the web called an infographic. And as I read through some of them, I found out there's some weird stuff in there. Okay. So, before we get into the weird stuff, sorry, the information, I'll give you a brief intro about me. So, all of you new listeners, if there are any, would have never heard of me cuz this is my first audio/podcast or experiment thing. My name is Tatsia and I'm an information nerd. The weird kind of nerd. So, I'm always finding new methods to put across a subject to a general audience. It could be kids of any age or even parents, especially my parents cuz they don't get half the stuff I'm saying most of the time. So this would be a new way of doing it cuz it sounds really an easy way to do it. So, an infographic. It is taking a topic putting it across to an audience with a lot of graphs and cool animations and some cute drawings they were interesting i couldn't call them anything else okay i'll stick with cool little drawings and as you keep browsing through them you know some of these images you can try it you can browse through some of these images you start to agree with the information because it looks so pleasant to the eye um and you know it's easy to remember when you see an image that looks like a cartoon or a... so when you browse through these images uh it stops feeling like this huge 100 you know two paged 100,000 words boring topic uh, and starts to feel like oh it's a fact i'm learning a fact so i can tell my friends it's interesting so at the end of the day it feels like you turn this boring huge topic into something like a very interesting comic book as i was saying so i found this on a site called dailyinfographic.com it was a fairly interesting topic but yeah it was kind of gross too cuz yeah when you see the title you'll understand okay the title was your keyboard is surprisingly gross see told you it was interesting but yeah it's it's weird so like most of the students these days i use a laptop and cleaning the keyboard is something i actually do i actually do it once a month by um using you know i think my way to go would be isopropyl alcohol with some cotton swabs on but according to the survey on this infographic You know, about four um from about you know a study group of 4000 people only half of them actually clean their keyboard once a month you might be wondering hey it's just a keyboard um it's like a phone um without a touch screen and i don't even use it that much uh, you're going to love this uh next one a british microbiologist um he went around uh swabbing keyboards around 33 of them a toilet seat and a doorknob and found uh, that the keyboard had 
400 times the bacteria than the toilet seat and uh, the doorknob combined. Out of these, two uh, drug-resistant strains as uh, they can stay on the surface uh, for over 24 hours were found on uh, these keyboards. Okay, so by now you're wondering, sheesh, if it was that gross, I will never touch it again. Well, you don't need to do that as the infographic also includes a cleaning guide. I'll keep this short as you can always read it on the site, but the summary goes like this. Point number one, clean your keyboard. It could be a laptop, a desktop with cotton swabs and a disinfectant. You'll probably want to use isopropyl alcohol as it dries off fast and doesn't leave, you know, residue or mix with the dirt or something like that. So point number two, if there's a lot of dust, you know, something like uh, your old computer sitting inside some attic for like a year and you didn't clean it kind of dust. So you can use Silly Putty for that. It You can just stick it on the keyboard and get all of that dust off to get it completely clean, you know, pristine with no bacteria. Well, it'll never be no bacteria, but at least it'll be clean. So if you want to do that, you can just use the previous step to clean it off with isopropyl alcohol. Okay, so the final point, it's number three, and it's the most important of all of the above. And this is that you should clean your own hands after you clean your keyboard, because all of that dust, all of that bacteria, obviously it gets off the keyboard, but some of it just sticks to your hand. So when you're gonna use this new keyboard that you just cleaned, it would be better to just clean your own hands off first. Okay, that was shorter than I thought. I thought all of those points that I made, it would take um, at least 20 minutes, but oh come on, it's just six minutes? Okay, so I know that it's short, but I think the information was worth it. To me, at least it was. I think it was for you too. I think it was worth it. Okay, so if you want to check the infographic out, it's at www.dailyinfographic.com slash keyboard hyphen germs. Uh, also, if you want, I can just leave that in my description. Um, okay, then thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you can listen to me next time when I'm ranting about stupid stuff too.